Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, shout out to you. Thank you for being here. My name is Jeremy Hecht. Blessings to everyone. My name is Zachy Ali, and this is Inspire the Great Podcast. Episode six. Six straight Episode weeks. Episode six. Bro, we were just yes. thinking how uh, we were talking off camera about how fast this has moved, and you said it's because we just adapt to everything, no matter right. how chaotic it is. <laughs> A hundred percent. Because a lot of times, the only reason why it's chaos is because we don't understand it. And then when you get over the little um, lack of understanding or the unknown aspect of it, then you just have to adapt because you don't know anything else to do. You just got to wait it out because it ain't like you can force anything else. But yeah, man, we're, we're humans. We, we, we adapt to anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy time, but... Um, you know, before you start, you're, you're doing okay, you're healthy, the family's, family's healthy. Oh, this is Melwine. I am blessed and highly favored. How about you? How's the family? Yeah, same here. Everybody's, everybody's doing well. Um, for now, um, my, my grandpa was a little bit sick, but he, it wasn't related to COVID. He had surgery. I think he's doing well now. So yeah, man, every, again, blessed, blessed to be in the position that we're in. Um, in terms of, uh, inspired energy, what had you inspired this week? Um, so talking about inspired energy this week, we're going to go a little bit deep and I just wanted to talk about like the power of feelings, Mm. right? And how a lot of times we dodge certain feelings, we dodge certain things in our life because even before they, they, we go through it, even before we get the understanding of what it is, they're already labeled as bad. So you don't even get to feel it, to go through it, to learn it and to adapt to it. Right. So Everything is connected, the goods and the bads. Both of them are just labels. There is no good, there is no bad. And it goes back to how much we think we understand, but we don't, right? Like, you got to go through every single emotion, even the hurtful ones, even the ones that feel like pain, that feel like they're killing you right now, because that's actually what makes you the strongest. And I don't know if you agree to this, but I feel like the, the painful experiences actually are the ones that make you strong whereas the other ones the ones that feel good actually make you content make you weaker do you agree with that i think sometimes it's like um because if you just looked at emotions as good or bad or feelings as good or bad then we'd be way too caught up in a lot of things that are technically bad for us, but feel good. Like then all of our vices would, we would consider as good things. Like alcohol feels good. You know, it it makes you feel good regardless of what your state is. If you drink some more, you're going to feel good, but that doesn't mean that's good for you all the time. Um, So I think it's, yeah, it's a balance of realizing what's good for you at the time, even if it is diving into the pain or going headfirst into some of the feelings that, that you usually would run away from. Um, one thought that I had actually, and it was it was weird because I was just watching this show on Netflix called um, The Midnight Gospel. Have you ever heard of it? No. So basically it's this cartoon show that's like very psychedelic heavy in terms of imagery. And they take clips from this guy. Uh, I think his name's Duncan. I don't know his last name. But they take clips from his podcast, like 10 to 15 minute clips, 20 minute clips put them as the uh, backdrop to the episode. All this chaos is happening around you, but the talk is like really deep about meditation, spirituality, religion, psychedelic stuff like that. And one of the topics in the show actually was, was just that. They were talking about how all emotions 
good or bad run through the same cycle. So mm. when you're meditating and you're dealing and you have a negative feeling or emotion that comes into you, one of the most important things to realize that is what they were saying is that if it's pain, if it's a painful memory, a bad feeling, it goes through the same cycle as good, right? It goes to a heightened state, then it comes down, then it disappears. So it's almost like what you were talking about, where there is no good or bad, but if you deal with it on that same cycle, then right. that's how you get to the other side. Right, and accepting it for what it is, rather than running away from it, because it has to go through those cycles for you. I, for example, for example, I think it was like two weeks ago that I, that I felt really, really low, right? And majority of us would try to change the state or the mood or run away from it or be like, ah, I'm happy, I'm happy, yeah. I'm happy to try to change the mood. I just let it sit there. For, but first time in a long time, because yeah. usually I am the type of people that change my mood and everything. I want to be positive, but I literally shut the whole day down to try to understand that feeling, to try to understand what triggered it, right? So I didn't post the whole day. I didn't talk to anybody the whole day. Didn't talk to even my workers or anybody. And then at the end of the night, like it actually taught me way more than a lot of other things taught me. And it was just basically reminding me that I'm not in full control and to experience the experiences, to not run away from everything and to know that your purpose is aligned with everything, whether you think it's good or bad. Mm. So at the end of the night, even though I was a little bit weak or I, I went through a little bit that night after I changed my mood and I went into studying and everything, I actually felt the greatest I felt in a very long mm. time. So when you feel low is when you come back up to your highest. And then when you feel your highest, you can't stay there forever. You got to come down, you know, that's, that's the balance of life. That's reminding you what you're grateful for, what you should be humble for, and that you're stepping forward with understanding, stepping forward with growth. Because if you just stay the same way from last year to this year, that means you're just the same person. You mm. got to go through that to understand. You got to also go through that because so many other people are going through it and it actually gives you, what's the word I'm looking for? It actually makes you understand people or feel feel empathy? a little um, empathy Yeah, is the word I'm looking for because we tend to forget other people don't feel good 24-7. We tend to forget not everyone has the opportunities or the chances or the life that we have, you know? So certain things remind us and keep us growing all the time. And, uh, you know, you talked about dealing with things and how you were feeling. And, like, another idea from that show actually was that, you know, we have to live reality on reality's terms rather than how we hope reality to be. So, like, I think what we do a lot of times, or I do this at least, where I'm not feeling my best or something's not going my way, and I think about, you know, I hope it can get to this or I hope things will happen like this. And by hoping, um, you're actually taking yourself out of that present moment. You're, you're not allowing yourself to feel those emotions um, because you're bending reality to what you want it to be rather than what it is. And I think like there's that balance of like always, you know, striving for, for better, looking to the future and also accepting where you're at and accepting where we're at in this world. Like, especially in this time, I feel like we're all looking for something different. We're all looking for like, you know, when, when we get out, it's going to be like this when things, but we're not out and things are like this. So how are we, how are we living in this current reality? You know? Right. So anytime I hear bending reality, 
the first name that comes up is Steve Jobs. I don't know if you read yeah. his books or watched his movie or anything. That guy was just somebody who was living human experiences but bending reality to another extent. I heard he used like, to like sleep deprive himself and, and just to like yeah. get a psychedelic experience from it. Yeah, yeah, which I don't which I don't condone approve <laughs> at all. <laughs> um you know also what it is is another thing is we've came this far to understand meditation and to understand how powerful sleep is, you know? Back in the day, same thing with Elon Musk. I I I would rather have less money and happiness in my life and not just happiness but health. Yeah. Rather to go through what they went through, you know? Like it's it's not cool being the wealthiest man in the world when you're dying on the inside. Elon's I'm cool tripping. off of that. Elon's Elon, big right now, bro. <laughs> but another 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 person that was damn near close to Elon was Apple uh, was Steve Jobs. The dope thing about him is the fact that he traveled to India if I'm not mistaken, and he studied meditation yeah. and, and, and Tao, what was it called? I, I know I know the word you're talking about. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it, though. I forgot, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, so um, going back to bending reality, not 100%. Another dope thing that I believe is living in reality and, and taking it for what it is at the moment, but also living in a dream where you balance them out. Mm. Because your reality can... can be so down at the moment and everything that some type of positive belief or some type of yeah. positive future can help you go through it because now imagine if your reality is sh- so harsh not everyone is strong as us not everyone can adapt to things or can understand things for what they are you know some people think that if they're going through something at the moment it's the worst yeah, thing that yeah, they yeah, went yeah. through and they won't get through it so a little bit of the dream, a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel is what can get people through things. Yeah, you almost have to have in like, so th- that's an interesting uh, concept. So like when I was talking about like, you know, not living in your hope, sometimes you need hope if right. you're if you're in such a dark place. Because without that, if you just, what we were talking about, if you just feel all of that darkness, then you're, you're trapped because that's when a lot of people, like if you look at when, when people, and their lives a lot of the time they're young people right and in our, in your head looking outside you're like well didn't they realize they had the whole rest of their lives no they didn't because they're so trapped in that reality like you're you're in college or high school or whatever and you're getting bullied or you you know you have all these things going on and you're so trapped in that reality that you literally cannot see the next week let alone the next year so it's like you need right. kind of that balance of hope and reality. A hundred percent. And it's like telling someone like right now I'm twenty eight. It's like coming to me and telling me, Yo, by thirty eight life will be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not at thirty I don't care about thirty eight. I'm at the moment. Let me get through this, you know? So it's it's hard to, to look at the future when you're feeling it at the moment, when you're going through it. Yeah. That's a, to bring up another um topic is um understanding and the evolution of understanding, right? Um it's funny because if I look back 10 years ago, when I was 18, there's things that I thought of, there's things that I probably thought was the worst things that I went through and like I can laugh at now. But like we were saying earlier, then it, it really felt like the end of life. And even for me, like when I was younger, I really didn't think I would grow old. Mm-hmm. I don't 
what it was. It, it was probably my surroundings, what I went through and everything. I just felt like if I can go through a certain portion of my life in a way where if I'm still alive, I can be impactful to myself and to others. Even if I die young, I'm cool with it. Mm. And I, I, I really thought that to a certain extent that I would not pass like 25s or 23s and everything. And I live my way to the, to the point where like, I'm like, yo, let me do so much and be such an energy that if something does happen and I'm beyond grateful that I'm still alive and everything. But I really felt that at a certain age because when you get so many hands dealt to you in a way where like you don't see nothing but pain to a certain extent or you don't see nothing but um, what you're exposed to, you're like, yo, like now going back to what we said at the beginning, you start to adapt to it. Mm don't know anything else the next card might be a bad one the next card might be uh, a painful one so i'm like i bet bring it along now that i understand this is a part of life a part of growth a part of uh evolution bring it along i'll take it for what it is and go along with it and also that made me who i am so it's dope it's it's you got to take the goods and you know the lesson yeah and it's like you know you get so trapped in the good uh, and the bad, um, like you were saying, where like, you know, something's going on, you're, you're living so much in that, that you can't see the future. And then uh, what I was thinking about this week is, is that that exact same thought on the other on, on the other hand of understanding where like, I remember being 18 and thinking I knew so much about the world or even 16 or like 21, whatever it is, like, you keep thinking at that moment, like, I know everything i know my perception on the world is is far uh, more advanced than everyone like you literally think that you understand shit and then it's funny because we don't usually take the time to step back once we grow or once we learn something to look back we just like oh yeah i know this now and i'm moving forward with it but if you look back like those three years you're like wow i really didn't understand so why was i so sure of myself and like right. Taking that thought now, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at least trying, right? There's, there's moments where I right. think I still know everything. But when I, when I learn something new now, I'm like, okay, I need to humble myself to the point where I don't know shit because before, if you look back, I really didn't know. So now moving forward, why should I be so sure that in three years, I'm not going to wipe away this perception with something new? Right. Yo, the crazy, as you were saying that, I literally thought about something and the the opposite of that is if you didn't act like you didn't know, maybe you wouldn't be here. That's, that's like, also true. It's so crazy because if you don't act like you know, or if you if you don't act like you're 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 strong, or you know you you know how to you know how to protect yourself, then you would be used and abused in a wrong manner because that's what society does to us. It's a so, fake until you make yeah, it. <laughs> Right. It's, it, in the bigger picture of things, we know nothing. That's like, I always say this example is, as, as the airplanes, I fly four times a month, and as the airplane goes higher every single time, I remember how much we ain't shit at all. When you look up the at that sky. Start, right. The buildings start to look like ants. And when you go through the sky and you're above the clouds, you're like, bro, after this, there's no control. Like Not at good. least on the yeah, at least on the ground level, there's some type of control. You're letting a random guy that you never met in your life drive you through the sky. What control do we have? <laughs> Bro, like the, there's, 
well, let's let's okay. Let's go to God attention. The second segment here. We'll talk about some stuff that got our attention this week. One we both we both brought up was the UFO uh, thing, where like basically the Pentagon. Speaking of like not knowing shit, the Pentagon yeah. released like three videos that had been circulating of these yeah. unidentified flying objects that they are listing as UFOs right. um, because they have no idea how these ships are able to move they're moving like sideways and like they're doing movements that our planes can't and they've listed as no government on this world that they know of has that technology so like when you see something like that i don't know do, do you believe in aliens um yes and no like i do believe that in this universe in this galaxy there has to be something else 150 percent, right the funny thing about that is, like you said, the video has been around. My question was, why are they using it now? Let me ask it. Let me tell you something. They're using it now, or my, my point of view is they're using it now because they have such lack of control in what's going on with this whole situation that they got to turn people to something else that they maybe can try to, you know, have a conversation Distraction. about. Distraction. Right. The other one, there's no conversation. There's only bleaches and, and, and problems. With this one, it's like, yo, let's distract them for a little bit so at least we could try to find something else over here. So um, I do believe in UFOs. I do believe in something else is out there. Um, I just found it funny that the video's been around and now they use it. Um, or they have something more. now. Maybe now they have, they're like, okay, well, we have this new footage or like we found this new information out about some other UFO or some other alien shit. So we're going to release the old shit to the people so they can chew on that. But they're not going to be distracted because we're figuring out about all this stuff. Let them talk. You know, the hilarious thing is if we seen a ship, an actual ship, yeah. this world of iPhones and everything, do you really think we would care about coronavirus? <laughs> I, I think that out I always say if 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 there's world wars going on, that's yeah. the moment when aliens should come down because everyone would kind of forget about. Ev they'd be like, wait, wait, we're fighting each other. No, 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 no. We have a common enemy. Those are the people we need to fight. It's it's so wild, man. And like, I really don't think there's nothing that we have, nothing close to what they have that can that can even make them doubt themselves. Like if there were to, if a, if a ship were to come down or if something was to come down, I think we are the weakest thing in this whole universe. We, yeah, we don't stand a chance. Like, like literally, I, I don't know if, did, did you ever listen to Bob Lazar's interview with uh, Rogan where he was talking about like his experience on um, Area 51? No, is that the one that you were saying he's kind of a bit weird? Yeah, no, that's a different guy. But this guy basically, he's explaining that type of movement so he he like long story short he was a dude who like was working in at area 51 allegedly they wiped his records clean like for a long time nobody believed him recently they found in the the uh the scroll of names that worked there they found his name so like at least there's evidence he was there but um anyway so his story is that he was brought in to work on this ship and they didn't really give him much information about what it was, where they found it. But what he said was the technology in this ship allowed it yeah. to project its own force field. Like it created yeah. gravity in a way that he had yeah. never 
seen anything close in human history do. And they had all these scientists trying to figure out what it was doing. And uh, so that was the thing he was working on. But the other things that he said he saw um, were these spaceships that they would test out at night at like three in the morning. And they were, they were spaceships that weren't U.S. government made, but they had them or they found them or there was like residue or whatever. And they would move yeah. in ways that like our airplanes can't move. Like they would move sideways. And he explained, he described it in a similar way. And there was a, a, another pilot who did an interview and he, he, he described one of those uh, ships that he was chasing. And he said like it would go from zero to 100 in two seconds whereas our, our planes right you said you could watch take off it has right. to it has to go from but like right just to see that it's like i don't know who am i to say that it's not from another planet like maybe our technology is just ten thousand years behind theirs and their timeline is so elevated yo also um i was listening to Charlemagne's podcast and andrew schultz yesterday and they were talking about what if what if what if we're here on a lease? I like that idea. Like, we don't know. We, we personally, number one, don't know who signed the lease or who made the deal. But what if we're only here for the time being? What if we were, um, we were allowed to be here for now? What if our lease is coming up and now they're just, you know, seeing what the temperature is around us? how we're acting if we're acting grateful we don't know what's going on and that goes back to what you were saying earlier about how much we actually don't know at all they could have given like, us a hundred years to test like or, or whatever like a few thousand years to test it out like if you guys do well right. uh it, like a clause in the in the lease that we signed the aliens like if you guys do well with this earth and like you're thriving by 2020 by 2020 we'll like re-sign the lease for three for three thousand right. more years but like if you guys fuck up if the environment is bad if people are starting right. wars if there's disagreements right. heated all right. the time we're ending this yeah. shit and maybe it's up maybe it's time maybe maybe man yo like this is this is definitely level five of Jumanji right now. Like yeah. we literally don't know what the hell is going on. All we can do once again is hope for the best, you know? Um, another thing that got my attention this week, uh, yeah, it's been the last week, is Kim Jong, Kim Jong Lee, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Un, <laughs> Lee Un um, of North Korea and how um, basically he was reported dead. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I just didn't, like, at first, I just didn't have a thought because not, I literally don't believe anything that comes out there. Like, the, the, the amount of propaganda that they... They literally don't allow their people to, like, search anything on the internet. I think they have... Right. If I'm not mistaken, they have Google, but it has so many, like, like restrictions. restrictions on it. So I was like, okay, first of all, let me wait this out because I don't know. Like, it's weird that maybe, like, they planted the report that he's dead, or it's weird that they didn't have enough information, but we somehow got this rumor. But the man, the man was like, let me, let me get y'all a little worried. Let me, let me get these memes off, and then I'll just pop back up. <laughs> right. Um, he might be another version of Donald Trump, where if, if he's not being talked about, he yeah. got to do something to be talked about. Another thing... Another good reason why sometimes it's good to wait it out is now we're finding out that um, exactly around the time that he he told his, his side of the world to announce him dead, they were actually testing missiles, long-range missiles. Mm. So he went to a resort. Right. He went to a resort. 
said he had a surgery, said that he might have been dead. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's make reports. Let's make posts. Let's do all this and focus on that. But you don't see what's going on over there where they're testing shit that that isn't supposed to be tested. The pump, it's so funny because the... And, and this this is what I've, I've been thinking about a lot this week, actually, is the amount of media pump fakes that they do and, and how how well it works on most people. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, they'll, sh- they'll show you the ball here, they'll show you the ball here, but then really pass it over there. And while you're still looking, something crazy's happened. Like, we do it in the U.S. all the time, right? Some crazy shit. There's wars going on. There's, uh, you know, invasions happening, missiles being launched, whatever it is. But, oh, I'm yeah. going to tweet this. So you guys focus on this. Or I'm going to say this in a press conference. Even way before this finishes. Yeah. Before we even understand what's going on over here. Still going on. And, and like, and like the hypocrisy is just like, like, I don't know. I'm getting tired of it. Like on the, on the, on the left and right, there's so much hypocrisy. Like if you look at like what's going on with the Biden allegations right now, it's like, okay, I'm, I don't have a comment. What's going on? So basically this, this woman who um, worked for Biden as a staffer, I think it was like 27 years ago, she came out. And she, uh, she went to the person who runs the Me Too movement and was like, hey, I have these allegations against Joe Biden. He, he basically fingered me without my consent. Um, that, those were her, that, that was her accusation. And uh, the woman who, works, who like, was the head of Me Too was technically uh, helping with Biden's campaign. So she said, uh, we're not going re- to help you release the allegation. You can do it through other media outlets, whatever. So on one hand, that in itself is a little bit hypocritical but but the fact and and i'm not saying her accusation is credible all i'm saying is there's enough evidence that we should take it seriously if we took the kavanaugh hearing seriously if we take the trump allegation seriously and so for the for the democrat for the dnc and like the left-wing media to be like you know what we're not going to talk about it because that's our guy but we're going to talk about all of these other people who aren't our guy. Like, literally, they, they got Bernie out of there, put Biden in position, and then MSNBC, uh, CNN, none of these places talked about the accusations for weeks. None of them. And it's like, I'm not saying one is right, but I'm saying if, if you stand by I believe women, right, as your core principle, or we're going to listen right. to women, which, you know, I think is everyone should have their side heard, then you have to stand by it even when it's about your guy. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and why is it that certain people of power can do, say, whatever they want and not get, you know, and not get disciplined for it? Um, yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. And more than anything, more than the um, accusation is the fact that they're putting it under the rug like that in a, in a disrespectful manner. That's all. Yo, I personally think, like, greater than this, I personally think the un- of course, the universe is going to take care of it. Karma is going to take care of it in a way where they can't even handle it, right? Yeah. Yo, um, this made me think about a question. Has media and technology made our life better or worse? Uh, I think that's such a tough one. I think, like, yeah. for me, on one hand, I, like I say, I, ne- I can never fully shit on technology because it's allowing us to do this right now right we're talking through the computer it allows me to have my job i wouldn't be able to do half the shit i do online if we didn't have the internet um but as a whole i think like you talked about it to come full circle it's neither good nor bad 
it's a thing that exists and how we use it is good or bad. I think personally we are using it in a yeah. way that's more negative than positive a lot of the time. Mm. But like I think No, I definitely I definitely agree with that and also as the generations are moving up it's easier to to get in their mind and and really distract them. Yeah. Because back then there was less of phones and less of technology that they actually lived a life where they questioned things before just jumping on the wave. Right now, if someone tweets one thing or, or says um, Michael Jordan just shot a mall or something of that extent, rather than the normal person thinking about it and being like, yo, that doesn't even make sense. Let's wait it out. Let's call someone and see if it's actually the truth. You just see millions of people tweeting about it. Why would he do that? I knew he was crazy. Yeah. Like, we, we don't even have our own thoughts anymore. No. So, it definitely improved us. It definitely made things a lot easier where I don't have to fly to L.A. to come see you and handle business. We can do it through the phone. We can do it through the, you know, computer. But also made things a lot more confusing where anybody has a title. Anybody has an opinion. Anybody has a thought, and and like there's no, you know. You know what? It, I actually was thinking about that the other day, where like, um, I I don't know that most people, and myself included, have their own opinion. Like I was literally trying to think. I'm like, okay, I have an opinion on this. Where did it come from? And so then I start tracing. Right? You go to okay. This, I saw these thoughts on Twitter. I heard. I had a conversation with with a friend. Like let's say we're talking. You come up with an idea. Um, where did your idea come from? Maybe you heard it from somebody else or I was listening to a podcast I heard. And so, and then a lot of the times we're also caught in this echo chamber of, you know, confirming our own bias. So like you look for things that you already think back you up. and it backs you up. And so it's like, as a whole, like how many of us really, or how many thoughts do we really have that like are our own or are original? No, that's actually a good question to ask, but I think, let me know what you think about this. I think the the only real, genuine, and organic thoughts that we have is ones of inspiration. Mm. Because that's connected to the universe. So there's times where like you're just doing nothing and a certain feeling comes upon you. Where you feel like you need to do something. You feel like you need to tap into someone. You feel like you need to search something or you need to um, put... Uh, a plan and action behind a thought. And when the universe is tapped in with you, when you're aligned with the universe, it's the most organic mm. thing because it doesn't come through any factors of the government, the media, the people, you know, the society where all that stuff gets taken, chewed, and kind of dished out in the wrong manner. So majority of our thoughts definitely come through something, whether it's you look at the TV or a show or, or somebody says something or somebody tweets something or you see something on Instagram, but the ones that are really, really authentic to us, to deep to our cores, are the ones that are connected to the universe. And, and, and oh, I think, we, I think yeah, maybe me and my girl were talking about this the other day, but like creation could be the one true, um, like, the closest that we can get to God or, or a higher power or the universe or whatever it is. Because even if you look at like, if you look at the beginning of the Bible, whether you believe the Bible or not, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that creation is like the number one highest priority there. And so if you think of like, even if you believe that we were made in God's image, 
um, he is creating, right? He's creating us. And so maybe, maybe the part of us that is closest to God or the only part of us that we have in us that is God-like is our ability to create too, create from nothing to something like technology. The fact that we've been able to push our society so heavily forward, the fact that we have all these crazy ideas and like maybe they, that's our ability to get close to him. Maybe uh, the other thought is that those ideas of inspiration don't come from us at all. Like right. if, if you think of like, okay, we're talking about genuine thoughts that are our own. I don't think they come from any, or I don't think they come from anyone else. But like, if you think about it, like maybe we just can't see the frequencies. Like I think it was listening to a podcast where they're talking about like, if you have a crazy idea, we just assume like it popped into our head, but maybe there's like frequencies we can't see, or there's another dimension that we can't see. And if we had the glasses on, then we'd be able to see like, that's the waves coming through us and coming out of us. Right. Same way, like, um, same way right now, if you go like this and you think you're, you're in place, you think you're still, you're actually not. Like, yeah. we're always moving 24-7. So there's a lot that we don't see, that we don't understand, and definitely frequencies mm. is one of them. Like, like you don't get a, a mail that comes through the air and just hits you. No, it don't work like that. There's a lot of connections, a lot of wires, a lot of energy that we don't see go through the skies and everything that keeps us informed all the time. It's weird because when I was uh, when I was on mushrooms once, I like yeah. I, I that's when I first saw like physically people's frequencies. Like I'd never mm -hmm. like like I knew that and I believed that that we had energy and that human beings and all around us was energy, but. I was at uh, Coachella on mushrooms, and I'm not trying to say like, "Yo, bro, I was at Coachella and we were doing yeah. shit." It wasn't like that. Yeah. I was yeah. literally watching people's frequencies move at different um, speeds, and and the craziest part about it was you could see like when people say like, negative vibes, you could literally see it. Like if people were fighting or people were arguing, you would see them move like their faces were not clear and then when you were having a conversation with someone you were off on something like yeah. i was doing an interview with somebody and like the mushroom trip hit right at the same time that we i was interviewing them and it was it was poorly planned but when i asked a question and i was off and they didn't want to talk about it their wavelength like it was like they weren't yeah. clear and then when you hit something and it was like okay that's the right direction that's what they want to talk about they're comfortable it was straight on. It was clear. It was calm. And so, like, I'm wondering if, you know, maybe that was just a tweak in the, in the eyes from the psychedelic, or maybe we move like that all the time. And if we just right. were able to tap into it on a higher level, we could see those frequencies. Yo, you know, a lot of uh, talking about that, a lot of the drugs that are taken off the market that are in the black market, what if they are actually an alignment to things that we are meant to see? Yeah. Like things that humans cannot see. Because there was a kid that I worked with. His name was uh, Shane. And he was one of those. You know those kids that are very weird? And they're 20 years down the line. They're the Elon Musk yeah, of the yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. One of those characters, right? So, yeah. So anytime we'll talk to him, we would be talking about galaxies and the universe yeah. and aliens and all this crazy stuff that would make you be like, yo. Like that conversation yeah. was, was a drug itself, yeah. right? But. So he went to the black market at work, mind you, would buy everything from things that are not even approved, things that are not even allowed to be in the streets, 
would mix things and everything and he actually did it while he was working oh my god and we found him we found him in between two fridges sleeping <laughs> in a corner like he was just leaning on the wall in between two fridges and then they caught him they 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 talked to him but as he was walking away as the managers caught him and they're walking away one of his friends was there and he was like what up dude like he was bugging like tripping but another the guy he's saying what up to his name is chad right what and he was telling me how i forgot what the drug was there was a there was a crazy drug where you have to go through three tunnels dmt bro like i was listening to him and i'm like yo what are what are what if that's another frequency we're meant to see we're meant to feel to understand this ain't really it bro it's so crazy i i literally like I so I bought a I bought a DMT pen, and it's yeah. like a vape pen that 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 like I haven't done it yet. I'm, I was thinking about it today, but I haven't done it yet. But basically, what I've heard and what the guy was telling me is it's what you were talking about, where there's there's these three tunnels um, that you can get to, and the first one, you you take a hit of it, and it basically just sends you into space, right? You it's like nothingness, and so even if you just do that, the fact that you realize how small you are is is game changing. Right. I was just sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but that stillness is more than what we have right now. Like that in itself blow your mind. Like yeah, so even if you just hit that first up, that second level apparently is like it's like the same thing, but like a light tunnel, and it's like you almost you feel like you're almost there. But if you hit it enough, you're supposed to break through. They call it the breakthrough to the to the third plane, and in that, the most interesting part about this, and it's like I I remember being like a twelve year old kid reading about this, and I never I never smoked, I never drank. I was like at one point in time, I want to do this specific drug because it's an it's outward in terms of dimensional. So I was like, right. but but what I've heard is basically, all of these people talk about having a similar experience in this realm. They see similar things, they hear similar things, they feel similar things. And the colors are similar, but not only that, there's creatures, right? There's like these alien-like beings, sentient beings that you can interact with. And so the thought that you were talking about is basically, what if that is an actual dimension that exists beyond our capability of understanding? But if all of these people are able to, to, to you know, simultaneously experience it in a similar way, like who's to say it doesn't actually exist? that's what i'm saying and like the number one thing he told me is that it's an outer body experience like it's something that that is so beyond us like what if that's a part of the norm what if we're meant to see that mm. and like that's a, that's another reason why i like joe rogan like he yeah. talked about shit like that 24 7 because the the things that we talk about are so simple-minded that the other stuff is like it's like mind-blowing it's like the fact that we don't understand it or the fact that we think it's not available to us is like, yo, maybe it's out of our reach. But if you study it a little bit more, read it a little bit more, and you experience it, if you experience it and you go through those three tunnels and you have that, because what's the number one thing that we talk about in self-improvement, self-help books? Breakthroughs. Mm. Why are you having a breakthrough in this drug, right? When that's all we're looking for in this life too. Like what if this one is a level yeah. one breakthrough and we're supposed to experience that one to understand a, a way higher frequency. And nobody's under, like nobody, 
we haven't given ourselves a chance to even understand it enough. Like, I f- there there's, hasn't been very many trials. Like, they've done some clinical trials, but, like, basically the, the thought, the closest thought that they can come up with right now is rats. They, they tested in rats, and rats apparently uh, emit the same chemical that is in the drug right before they pass yo, away. Yo, 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 talking about, talking about, talking about animals, um, I had an experience, okay? Okay. So, I told you I've never done drugs or anything, mm. so... I was smoking with my, I was smoking shisha with my girl back in the day. This is like four years ago, yeah. right? And we were smoking shisha, but the the shisha pipe had a had the aftermath of spice on it. So, mind you, I jumped levels to spice, and on top of that, it wasn't actual. So, do you know what spice? No, is? no, no. What spice? So, spice is a certain. Um, it's used on like snakes and oh. certain animals. Yeah, where it gives you like, like a, it's a strong feeling. Like I'll send it to you after. I don't know exactly what it is, right? Yeah. But I could tell you the experience because I, I experienced it. So we're at the lake. It was me, my girl, her friend, her best friend, and, and, and a guy, right? And we're just sitting down. We're by the, we're by the lake. We're smoking. So the girl goes... No, the guy goes first. So the guy goes first, he inhales, he inhales, and he tweaks. So we're sitting on the floor, and there's like a high rock that's above us that we're leaning on for, for, for shade, right? He literally, like a cat, goes like this and bounces off the ground to this high level and literally sits on it. And we literally <laughs> dropped our jaws and we're like, bro, that's not normal. And then, like, he started tweaking, though. Like, he started, like, pressing his ears and looking at the sky. Like, he, he was hearing stuff. Yeah. Right? That's his experience. The girl goes next. My, my girl's best friend. So she saw that and was like, yeah, I got to give you some of that. <laughs> I would right. be like, no, I'm That's how dumb we are. We don't pass <laughs> on to it. Now, mind you, I'm the, I'm the worst one because I'm last. And, I'm, and I still didn't catch on to it like a fucking idiot. Like, I've seen it happen. But I'm like, yo, maybe it's a prank. The dumbness. Yeah, yeah. So the girl goes next. She inhales. She inhales. Starts laughing out of her mind. No one's talking. Nobody is saying nothing. She just starts bugging. <laughs> yo. Just starts pointing at things. And it starts laughing at people. Random people walking by. Starts bugging out, right? My lady's a fucking genius. She exhales. She doesn't inhale. Mm. She said, yo, number one fucked up. Number two fucked up. I'm being the third example. She'll, she <laughs> exhales. She exhales. She gives it to me. <sighs> my ass wanted to smoke badly, so I inhaled, inhaled. Bro, so my girl's leg was on my left leg, right? The left side of my body went numb. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't move it. Nothing. So I took her leg off. I thought like she was she was holding the blood. I thought it was like a part of my leg. I'm like maybe that's why. I took I couldn't feel nothing. So I'm trying to get up, but like this side is not working. My leg is dragging on the floor, and then on the right side, waves are going through it like a snake. Like I'm bugging. Half the body is numb, and the other half is having the experience of an animal of a snake. The only thing that saved me is I had fresh air. If I was mm. actually inside, I might have actually had a seizure or something. So now this is the funny part. I stand up at the lake, right side numb, and I'm walking like a zombie. 
Right, right. Where it, it gives it the title, it still gives it some ownership where it ha- still has the name, but it can use a different platform. Why not connect it together? So I think that's that's what it is. But another thing that truly helped it is this. Do you know how they say, don't waste a crisis? Yeah. This crisis showed us how powerful happening with the people and conversation is. We never understood the power of it because we can go outside and we can be around and we can, but once we don't have outside to the extent that we don't now, we need certain things, shows and certain conversations, mm. certain things to entertain us. That's why quarantine TV got the most attention out of everything. And quarantine TV alone might be the reason why literally Instagram starts thinking about moving to a, a, a bigger platform where they, it can give people more opportunity to create. Yeah. Sam saw... literally created a club. Yeah, Tory Lanez really, if, if he had like, what, 300,000 people in there, like, even if you get... 000. What's that? 350,000. And before that, the most that was ever done was 139 by Taylor Swift. So it's like, if you have that many people, even if you're able, like my thought on those is like, even if you're just able to convert like 3% of those people and you have whatever, even if you just have 30,000, 50,000 people, 10,000 people who are willing to pay $3 to watch your show elsewhere, or like they move it to Facebook, but you need to, you know, because Facebook just started, um, because concerts are gone till 2021. So Facebook just started a thing where your artists can have live streams on Facebook and you can pay to like view it. So it'll be like, whatever, I'm sure it'll be $3, $5 max. But even if you get 50,000 people to pay you three, $3, $5, that's a lot of money. Exactly. Or, or they go to the extent where Facebook or YouTube or whatever that's doing, it pays you for viewership. Mm -hmm. They do numbers behind the scenes and see what kind of numbers you're holding. So there's different ways, but Let's not waste the crisis. This this really taught us a lot. This really showed us a lot. And I was I don't know if it, I think it was on YouTube that Tory Lanez did the YouTube experience where he did a YouTube. Did you see that one? He I didn't did watch it, but yeah, I think I saw that he was doing that. Yeah, so that's that's dope, man. Those things are. It's. I think when we come out of this, and we say that like I don't know. Anytime I I hear that when we come out of this, mm. it sounds funny to me. And there's like we think we know what's coming out. Yeah, we might not. It might just be this really <laughs> gradual process over the course of like three years or something. Right. We might. There's no nothing close to normal. So, um, to laugh at it, when we come out of this, a lot of this will definitely be different. Instagram will be different. Facebook will be different because um, the number one thing we could do is adapt, and we have to find ways to keep it creative. If you can go outside, what experiences can we live? Because Think about it. What's life? What's humans without experiences? We'll die. Yeah, there is really not. It's funny because that's like, that's really what we chase. Like, that's like, it's, right. it's experience. Like right now, for example, you're outside, right? Mm. That simple experience of feeling and, and, and smelling fresh air is something that can change your whole mood your whole day. How you feel, how you think, how you process things. So, we need those experiences and entertainment is one of those experiences where you want to watch something, you want to be inspired by something, you want to be a part of something. So we really have to change things on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever it is to uh, gradually upgrade it and update it so that way we are experiencing life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what the experience is going to be like. 
going forward, but it's going to be different for sure. And yeah, definitely. All right. Elephant in the room. We got to talk about this before we end this. Um, Overall, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Don't make me do that. Don't make me. <laughs> okay. Jordan or Kobe okay, Bryant. Okay, okay. Give me criteria. What, what do we base it off of? So, Just basketball or is this outside of basketball? Two. There's two that we're, we're, we're going to cover, right? One is athletics-wise. Okay. Just slowly off determination and who they are and that type of hunger they have. And the other one is overall. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll give you first. Okay. So I think ath- athletically, yeah, I'm giving it to MJ simply because he did like Kobe did everything Jordan did, but we had seen Jordan do it. So like Jordan was his work ethic was unmatched. His even if you look at the turnaround jumpers, if you look at the athleticism going to the rim, like that he did things that we were never privy to before like you were i can only imagine like i'm not old enough to have watched it live but i can only imagine watching that live and being like holy shit what the hell did he just do whereas with kobe like yeah i was i was amazed but i'm sure somebody who had seen mj do that is like oh this guy's amazing he's he reminds me of michael um competitively i think like kobe has that same intensity i think he might have actually worked harder than MJ in terms of like it, it, when he was going to practice, how often he was working out. But I think MJ had like that natural, like we, what we kept talking about, the psycho in him that like he would make shit up so that he would be mad at other players. Like I don't think Kobe went to that extent. <laughs> right. But I don't know. So that's just off athletics. I'm giving it to MJ. Who you got? All right. So for that one, no one can disagree. Rest in peace, not even Kobe himself. Yeah. So now mind you, at the end of this, people will understand why I brought this back up, right? Two things I'm going to say. There would be no Kobe without Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. And there would, there would be no competitive or, like, no kids, no kids with determ- determination and hunger without Jordan. Like, he was the first athlete that was the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. He literally took basketball from America global. to uh, to glo- another level of global. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't say it because I'm ahead of you guys on the episodes, right? So in the near episodes, there's a part that he's talking about the only time I get a little bit of peace is just it, being in my in my apartment. He said, literally, whether I have a couple of hours in my hotel, that's when I can feel alive. Mm. He said, if I step out of my door, there's cameras, there's reports, there's this. Uh, if I go to the arena, there's kids I have to talk to, there's signatures I have to make, there's people yeah. I have to high five. He said, literally, even when I go into the locker room, there's players and, and people that work for us that want certain things. The only time I get, even in the shower, he said, I can't even have a piece of time. So imagine to that level that you have to get to, right? Also, on the um, on the, the the athletic side of things, right? I was gonna say something. You gotta understand about the two generations. Yeah. Jordan and them were didn't have what Kobe and them had, as far as experience. Jordan, when they were first starting, or when Chicago and Jordan were making NBA what it is, 
NBA didn't have the money, the accessibility, yeah. the the reach, the 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 certain celebrity that the it made status. you feel. The status. So even if you look at their private jets, it was a normal private jet. Nothing extreme. You look at uh, Dallas Mavericks' private jet, that shit looks like someone that owns a country. Like, it looks like it's as big as Donald Trump. So I say that to say for Kobe to have the focus and the drive that he had at the time where NBA is at its peak, where Kobe, Shaq, um, there's so many amazing players that made NBA so amazing. And, and he was so young when he came in. Like the first time him and Jordan went at it, Kobe was 18 years old. 18, bro. At 18, you're not thinking about being the greatest in the world. You're thinking about the money you're making, the clubs you can hit, and the mm-hmm. amount of women you can have. So, you know what? It, now, are you? I was going to say on the, on, the, on the outside of the um, athletics, the one thing I think... I, I actually I might roll with Kobe, rest in peace, because I think he was able to convert the hunger and the drive into other things in a way that Michael wasn't. Like so, Mike has Air Jordan, right? He has the brand. He he also is a, a GM. Like he he had these other things, but you could tell it wasn't. He wasn't as passionate about them. Whereas Kobe was so focused on on being the best that when he transferred it over to whether it was coaching his daughter or whether it was his business ventures, like he, he would call people allegedly like four in the morning. He was like calling business people just to ask for advice. And so I think we would have seen like billionaire Kobe on a whole nother level and being satisfied, being happy, being content in that space where I think we still see Michael like unable to match the drive he had on the court. So that's why outside of basketball, I think I might go with Kobe on the court. I think I'm going with that Jay. Alright, so that's the reason why I brought it up. Anytime it's thought about, there's two different experiences they give you. Now, mind you, when Kobe Bryant's documentary comes out, mm. Jordan's was like, yo, this guy's crazy. Kobe's will make you understand what a human being is. Kobe will make you understand what experience and feeling is. The guy was so in love with kids. Not to take anything away from Jordan, when he see kids the guy doesn't kneel down and stop and high-five and hug him. He would just sign something yeah. and be like, here. Kobe wasn't that, man. Kobe was about the kids. There's so many times. Another one is, is LeBron. That's the same way as Kobe, right? He would take his shoes off for kids. He would take everything off for kids. He would, even there's, there's um in the middle of the game, he would be playing with his daughter. I'm sure you've seen yeah, that picture. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Like, bro, if I could have one or the other, it would be the overall rather than the core. And I'm sure the same thing for you because it makes you, it makes you such a different type of human being when you can impact the people more than just a sport. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kobe was. And like you said, when he transitioned, winning the the Oscars, no NBA player ever did that. Um, Starting um, um, a digital, digital media company. Yeah. Um, getting into um, venture capitalism, right? Um, books for kids, and like he wanted to tap into kids of color. He wanted to be like, yo, a lot of a lot of books have stories or color, but they don't know the stories. Mm-hmm. They don't know the experiences that we went through, right? So, overall, definitely Kobe, and that's the reason why I brought it up because you hit it on the head last time you spoke. Is 
it's a different type of ball game. Jordan was so Jordan that he has nothing else. That's the reason why he's so only focused on just one vision or, or one type of, you know, one type of um, way that when LeBron James won or came back from the three, three and one from Golden State mm. is when the documentary came out or that's when they played yeah, yeah, together because yeah. he's not normal. Who could be watching greatness yeah. like that and be like, yo, he had enough shine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what? No, that's that's type of thing. Like, it's crazy. So, if you guys watch the, there's certain documentaries on, on, um, yo, I, if, I, I said it on Instagram a couple of nights ago, Kobe over Jordan. Every time. I love Jordan. I love the feelings he gives me. I love, when you watch his shit, you're like, yo, I really, I'm not doing nothing. I thought I was doing something, but that's a different type of focus. So Kobe just gives you a feeling of being human, of, of having family, you know, of reaching goals without you having to step on people, mm. without you having to be the rudest person. Like he is so focused that he'll make you feel like you're not there. But there's, there's not much stories of disrespect. No. about Kobe or you know him doing things or setting people up in a way where like you turn it uh, you tarnish um relationships and everything yeah no doubt man and uh I'm excited for the new episodes tonight too or tomorrow tomorrow because they technically come out on Monday but but yeah it was, it was a good, good uh good good cast we hit an hour yeah. that was easy easy talk um I feel like we we went into some deep shit today too no 100% um to finish it off, man, everyone just keep doing what you do, man. Um, just, you know, the, the number one thing that I like the most is the opportunities we have, that we can grab our phones, that we can search anything, you know? Yeah. We can add to a different type of energy. We can inspire ourselves. We can create. Because like you were saying, like uh, in the Bible, the first thing it says is creation. So the fact that we have the ability to create anytime, like you can wake up and think about an idea and it's not far-fetched. Yeah, you can, you can make it happen, right? Easily, you know. Like people always look at the finished products, but they don't look at where the person started. Yo, I actually, I I had a page before called. I I told you about it a couple of episodes ago, but I forgot the name. I remembered it. It was called Mission to Mogul. Mm. Mission to Mogul. We're always worried about the mogul and the mission that they had, but we never look really look into what they went through. Right? We see. We see the Will Smith. Did you know in one of the seasons of of Fresh Prince of Ballet, did you know um, Will Smith was actually beyond broke? Watching like they were the first? couple of seasons into it wow. where you would think he's wealthy, right? Um, I think they took some crazy number. I think they took a few million dollars away. So he didn't know about taxes. Once again, wow. right. So um, there's no one that that reminds yeah. you. Yeah. There's no one. So he got hit with that. I think it was some crazy number, like four to seven million, something ridiculous. So they took everything away from him. And while he was on Fresh Prince of Ballet, he was broke to that level. So my page back then, and I posted on Instagram before, was telling that story. Yo. Will Smith was worse than where you are right now. Yeah. So don't see the finished product. Try to understand the stories. It's as easy as going to Google and reading about their story, you know? 
Um, Process Steve before Jobs. product. Right, Steve Jobs. Before the first, um, before the first computer came out, how many times did he fail? This guy got this guy got fired from his own company. Did so many ventures that that didn't go anywhere. Came back to his company and turned his company into a billion dollar company. So. For everyone, yo, it's not about where you are at the current moment. It's just the experience that you're going through. Just do the little things you need to do to make your 24 hours the best that it can be. Don't look at the month. Don't look at the year. Take care of the 24 hours that you have. And if you take care of every 24 uh, hours, then you're going to see yourself at the next level. So with that being said, peace and blessings to everyone. We're praying for you guys. We appreciate you guys for tapping in. Yeah, man. Just uh, hope everyone's doing okay. If you're listening this far, we love you. And uh Thank you. And um, man, yeah, like like he said, just one step at a time. One, take one step this week uh, to get where you want to go. Even if it fails, it's not a failure. It's a lesson. And uh, we'll see you next week. Blessing. Peace. Yes, sir.